Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Forever. Dog. Well, folks, another episode, another entire year. Happy, happy new year. It's January 11th. And you know my motto, never too late. I always say that. It's uh, Michelle Collins. Happy new year, folks. We did it. We made it. Um, I am back in New York City, people. I was in the UK for two months. And uh, when shit started to uh, hit the fan, I bet there's like an English word for fan, like hit the blades. I just said, you know what? (laughs) I said, you know what? I got to get out of here. And so I did. Um, And now I'm back in New York. We'll talk all about that. But before we get into just everything happening and the world burning, I have CNN on mute just in case some shit goes down. Uh, Let me, of course, welcome my uh, phenomenally handsome, talented, entrepreneurial uh, co-host. He's in plaid and olive. He looks handsome as ever. Um, I like that I never talk about your brain, just your looks. That should make you feel good. That's not... Yeah, that does make me feel good. Yeah. I want to be objectified so much. It's Dan Acton, obviously. The brain is negligible. The what is? The brain is negligible. (laughs) Oh, Brad, my dream in life is to be objectified in a good way. Like, I just want people to be like, God, you're so fucking hot. There's no way you're funny. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I want men to say that I'm too hot to be funny. That's genuinely and only men. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anybody. <laughs> Go on. I've always thought you're too hot to be funny. Um, I don't know what that means even for me. But anyway, so uh, happy new year. Happy new you? year. I'm good. I'm, I'm, How does it feel to be back? Yeah. You know, it's really funny. It's um, it's okay to be back. I So first of all, before anyone comes for me, I... Uh, have followed every rule, every quarantine rule. I, uh, in fact, I changed my flight. I was going to leave yesterday. Initially changed my flight to Friday because the flight yesterday I felt like was too full and coming back on Friday, literally there were two other people in my section. It was empty. I, did I send you the picture? It was a ghost no. town. No, it was so empty. Um, which was lovely. I watched, uh, some wonderful films on Wait, or films as they say in the UK. I watched, um, I started with Pedro Motivar. Cause you know, I'm very, do you say Amadovar? 
How do, how do I say uh, it like Hilaria yeah. Baldwin? Yeah. <laughs> I watched Pedro Almodavar, yeah, um, right. <laughs> his movie all about mi madre. And it was actually pretty good. Have you ever seen it? I think I've seen it like a long time ago. Well, because it came out, I think, over 20 years ago. And I, I yeah. had never seen it. Um, it was it was good. I mean, listen, it was very dated in certain ways. And yes. it felt yeah, yeah, yeah. like not of today's time. But if you put your mind... I mean, when you think about that movie coming out over 20 years ago, it's groundbreaking in many ways, you know, because... Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it actually. Uh, I was, I had my mask on obviously the whole flight, but I did lift it to chug wine. I like lifted it. I mean, there was nobody around me. I lifted it. I chugged my wine. I got tested two days before I left negative. Oh, then I watched, um, quick change the Bill Murray movie with Gina Davis and Randy Quaid. Oh, wait, that's really good. Isn't it? It's hilarious. The ending, it's a bit stupid. There's a couple of things I want to point out my entire life. Even though obviously I have a perm erection for Stanley Tucci, who doesn't? I have eyeballs and a brain, right? Yeah. I have always somehow associated, and I ho- I don't know why. Maybe because they're both like Italian looking. Even though I don't, I think Tony Shalhoub is like Middle Eastern. I've always associated Tony Shalhoub and Stanley Tucci with each other. Is that crazy oh, yeah, to I say? Kinda, no, I kind of get that. They seem about the same height. They're kind of um, they look alike a bit. Yeah, and they both have like a swarthy. Yeah, kind of. very swarthy. Well, what blew my mind is that they're both in Quick Change. And oh, so right. I wondered, because I remember seeing that movie when I was little, did I, in fact, conflate them from a young age and just didn't couldn't place it? You know, it's not a good story. The point is, I enjoyed that. Then I watched a Christmas movie that everybody on gay Twitter loves. And I remember seeing it in the theater and like not liking it uh, because it um, features a very tightly wound Sarah Jessica Parker. I hate this movie. I don't Do you know which movie I'm going to say? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Wait, yeah. really? You don't like it? The Family Stone? I just watched it this year for the first time. Wait a second. Okay, this could, <laughs> the timing of this could not be better because I'm not joking you. Much like the now classic Notting Hill and Love Actually, which I remember uh-huh. both seeing in the theater and like walking out of the theater, more so with Love Actually, <laughs> being like, what the fuck did I just pay to see? Like, like I was seeing actually. No. And you know that I, I didn't for love, actually. I remember seeing it in Connecticut, but like I have gotten refunds for bad movies. I, maybe twice in my life, but I have. But um, I remember walking up being like, what was that? And now it doesn't matter what time it's on. I will cancel plans to watch Love Actually, even though it's uh, literal garbage. Yeah. Um, I walked out of the family stone and I was like, what a fucking horrible movie. Like hated it. <laughs> and then all of these like funny gay guys that I love were like, oh my God, my favorite Halloween movie, this and that. So it was on the flight. Funny thing about flying now is there are no new releases because there are no fucking oh, new releases. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so not the, going to release Tenet or whatever. Yeah, new releases. It's like trading places. I'm like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they old. So in the meantime... I was like, okay, I'll watch Family Stone. And I got to tell you something. I don't know if it was the altitude or the <laughs> wine or the fact that I was like kind of in a sensitive place because I was leaving a place that I love. Yeah. I wept at the end. <laughs> I openly sure. wept. I enjoyed it so much. What didn't you like about it? She is so horrible. They're all just like annoyingly She's bad. unbearable. Yeah. The um, charades scene really bothers me. Okay, I get it. Okay, because what's her name is not only humiliating Sarah Jessica Parker, she's also dragging the other guy into it to make her seem like she made a racist remark against this. Rachel McAdams, for those who haven't seen the film, they're playing charades. Now, I should add, Sarah Jessica Parker, it was sort of the part she was born to play as like a 98 pound, you know, ballerina bodied, like tightly wound i don't know her personally i respect the hell out of her <laughs> it's the first time i've ever said that <laughs> and god i just i just respect the hell out of her but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i gotta tell you she's so good in it that you're she's like better in it than she's ever been as carrie or as anybody that i'm yeah. like is this actually her like how, it's like someone casting me to play like um, know-it-all, giant, like, you know, <laughs> complaining, um, but charming. Giant. Every the, Wait, the podcast stops recording, but charming. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Lady, um, I call myself on my serious show, CBS is the good Karen, because I'm like Karen, but for good. <laughs> like, I like fight for the good things in life, you know? That's uh, funny. It's true. Like, I'm... 
I like fight for those who don't, you know, I, I use yes. my privilege for good instead of for yeah. bad. But That's funny. in the meantime, so, <laughs> so, but watching her, she has this tick for those who haven't seen it where she goes, <clears throat> like, she's like, so <clears throat> with the throat. Wait, yep, yep. she's dating Dermot Mulroney, who I got to tell you something. Cause I've, I've always had an H on for Dermot. Uh-huh. I don't know how you feel about him, Dan. I mean, yeah, it's okay. I mix him up with, uh, Dermot. With Dylan McDermott. Wait, Dermot, yeah, yeah. I am a, I am a 100% in the Dermot Mulroney camp. If it came down to pick one for life, Dylan, I'm sure a lovely guy, just not for me. Dermot, because Dermot is like hot. I'll tell you what he has that, he, that a lot of guys don't have. He's so stupid looking. He's so hot and dumb looking <laughs> that when he shows any sign of intelligence, right. it's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like you're also... <laughs> Because he looks like a dumb, like Guido, like Joey on Friends. Like he's sort of like a slightly better looking Matt LeBlanc, you know? Yeah. yeah and then when he, in the whole movie, he has a turtleneck on. And you know, if the there's turtleneck a turtleneck f- is. <laughs> it's so good. I- uh, this movie is so silly. Uh- <laughs> you don't like his turtlenecks in it? Because he always has it. It's just so corny. I don't know. I- <sighs> if you guys what- could see my face right now. I know. You're my like, lips hey, are. Like Rolling Stone sized, <laughs> I they're pulled all the way to the back of my head. I, you know what? Enough men. I'll tell you two things, men. If there are any straight men listening, of which I know there are some. Hello, by the way, what? welcome. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, what did I say about Sarah Jessica? I got a lot uh, of respect for you. You respect the hell out of me. I just respect the hell out of you. That is from a movie, and I can't remember which one. Anyway, uh, two things enough straight men don't wear: turtlenecks. I don't care if you are a big man, a husky or thin. There is, and I, you know, I love me in a turtleneck. I mean, I, I just am so pro turtleneck and I don't understand why more people aren't. Number one, Dan, if you put a turtleneck on, I, know. I would feel uncomfortable talking to you. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't know how to address you because I'd be That's like, I, I feel don't. confused. Smart. Yeah, no, I, I dress down for the podcast actually because I don't want to distract. You. <laughs> <laughs> he tucked, wait, now that I'm looking, did you tuck the turtleneck part in? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, turtlenecks and velvet. I love a man in velvet. If you if you're a man and you have a black turtleneck like or navy cashmere with like yeah. a velvet pant, I mean it doesn't literally get hotter than that. That is or a velvet jacket. It's such a good look. That's like a queer eye uh, tip from the '90s: is, is to wear something that somebody wants to reach out and touch. <laughs> like wear something seriously. If yeah, there should like, be. Just... All right. <laughs> <laughs> but the right. If listen, yeah. when you meet someone in a cashmere sweater and you like touch their arm or whatever, you it's like you your body, your brain has been trained to go cashmere. Like yeah, you have right. to say the word cashmere when you touch it. You can't just touch it and not acknowledge what the person is yeah, wearing. You're right. You're right. That is why it's worth the money. I think you're right. You want to know a secret about me, Dan? <laughs> and I'm not done delving into the FS family stone. I didn't think we would be doing this. I thought we'd be talking about, I don't know, the fact that the cops visited me Saturday, but we'll get there. But um, <laughs> I, before I left for London, I had ordered a shit ton of bras from Marks and Spencer. Now, you know, there was like, there's the new strain. That's another one of my many nicknames. CBS is a good Karen and the, 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 the new, new strain. The new strain. <laughs> the new strain of old Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. New Adventures of Old Christine. I got it. Right. Uh, you know, you can't get that one past me. Um, <laughs> so I went to return all these like pretty hideous bras. And as I was walking through, because every store in London is closed, every clothing store is closed. But M&S, as they call it, because there's also a food hall within it, the clothing part is open. So it's like, oh, you know me, love a hack. I yeah. love a hack. So I went to return these bras. And as I was walking to the checkout, I see this black men's cashmere turtleneck. And I'm like, what? what's this? And I walked over to it. <laughs> I mean, I walked over to it. And I just... I did like the two finger, like cashmere touch. And then I looked at it. It was a men's size four (laughs) X. And if you don't think that I snatched that shit up and that it's sitting in my kitchen, I bought it. You bought it? Yeah. (laughs) It's gorgeous on me. It's like, it looks like an oversized Zara women's sweater. Like it does not look like a men's sweater. It's to die for. Right. No, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. If you can like wear like a big oversized, that's, that's Uh, with a legging, leather legging, that sweater. Forget it. Back to the FS. Um, so Sarah Jessica is in the charade scene, just to tie it all back. Rachel McAdams is like eight years old in it. She's like a real bitch. Yeah. And I guess the the clue was like black beauty or something with the word black in it. Some, I forget what it was. And yeah, something like that. SJP, like as she's thinking and she's so tightly wound, you know, when people are so thin that their fingers just look like skeleton fingers, like 
She is real. Like, I don't think there are nubs at the end. It's just like bone points, you know? I mean, all respect to her, but yeah. No, listen. Hey, 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 hey. I, I respect the hell out of her. But she does have bone point fingers. <laughs> this is so stupid. Anyway, so she kind of points just like without even realizing it at the one black actor who's in like arguably the whitest family on the planet, although they're yeah. quite liberal, right. almost like painfully so in the sense that is it a nancy myers movie it must be no it's not I interesting so. i don't think so yeah. they really in a nice way though i think go out of their way to to show how accepting and loving the family is except to everyone but sjp right, right so um in the meantime she points and then there's like this big racial controversy like you pointed to him for the word black and it's right. like a whole thing right which is embarrassing to her but it's which is mortifying to her but also drags this other like yeah. member of the family into it in a way that sucks. Like, I didn't like that. I, I don't know. I, th- I thought they behaved really... They were horrible to her. Just like aliens. I don't know. And then the dinner scene is really bad when she... <gasps> she's just homophobic. Like, she, it's not even, like, stumbling over words. It's just like, oh, no, like, gay people are weird and don't you wish you you didn't have one? She's <laughs> she's profoundly homophobic in the dinner scene where she's like, right. I'm going to try to impersonate her. God, I really got to... Let me make my bones thinner. She goes... <laughs> She's just like, you know, but don't you think it would be easier for them if they were normal? I mean, that was not bad. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. So that happens. In the meantime, Luke Wilson, who has never been bigger dicked in any part. I mean, he is just swinging for the fences in his sweatpants in this movie. He is so hot in this film. Film. In this cinematic masterpiece. (laughs) He is so hot. (laughs) He's so charming in it. I'm literally watching it. I'm like, this seat better be a flotation device because me soaky, me soaky down there. I was... Oh, we're making a water landing. You know what I mean? Oh, we're about to have a water landing. <laughs> Me soaky down there. I was very, very aroused. He's so good in it. And why he would even like her. Why he would even like her makes no zero sense. Nothing makes sense. Why would he like her? Why does... Uh the fiance immediately fall in love with her sister. Well, because Claire Danes, who plays the sister shows up and she's like, yeah, I mean, she's half the age of Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker next to Claire Danes looks like her mother, not her sister. Let's be honest. And Claire is so, I mean, she's in her, like my so-called life phase physically. So she's still like very wide eyed and cute, you know, but to, to immediately fall for somebody's sister that you're about to marry seems sudden that's how love works i don't know why you're arguing like that is just how love works but if you don't think i won't spoil the end but if you don't think that by the end mine eyes were misty yeah the the eyes are misty at the end i know why but i also think like it's a big airplane factor as well oh airplane factor was 99 percent of me loving it i I, genuinely i'm like do you know what i watched and loved Shrek forever after i mean i was sobbing can i i wasn't gonna mention this but like is this a we don't have to talk about it, but is this a sign of depression that this weekend I watched every version of King Kong? So I got in from England. <laughs> that was, by the way, not an edit. <laughs> by the way, that was uh, what I'd like to call a live seamless transition. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm having uh, the best time with you, Dan. I missed you. Anyway, so, uh, no, you know what's funny is that the Naomi Watts version came on on, like, I had, like, eight channels in my hotel, and I watched the first, like, ten minutes of it, and I was like, this is legitimately, like, getting, like, in Back to the Future when, like, the truck of fertilizer got dumped on him. I'm like, this is, <laughs> what for my eyes and brain, I was like, I'm literally, like, ensconced in shit watching this movie. I had to stop it. Which was your favorite, Dan, for those who care? <laughs> Oh, uh, the first one was so good, actually, that really? I, I really, en- I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I, I would love to see it in a big theater. It was yeah. just so much fun. Like, King Kong is just constantly beating up stuff. It's a big special effects extravaganza. Yeah, sure. I like that. The 70s one wasn't as bad as people say, uh-huh. um, but I'd never seen it before. And I like the... the you Jack liked Black the one. Naomi Watts one? Yeah. All right. 
So Danny boy, first of all, Danny, how is, before we get into uh, my little UK situation, how is Mask Motel doing? Oh, Mask Motel is doing great. I sold uh, about a hundred so far. Very nice. Yeah. Thanks to everybody that that ordered one. I hope you like it. And now, yeah, I just have to like, I'm getting into stores or trying to. Are you? Oh my God. Okay. Doing other stuff. Sorry. I like to do a little plug. So go to Mask Motel. If you want to support a man who literally is claiming to be depressed because he watched every iteration of the most famous gorilla movie this weekend, (laughs) beeline to maskmotel.com. Yeah. Um, yeah, maskmotel.com. Just, you know, support your local artisans. Um, give me something like, else to do. No, literally give him something else to do. Like, let him get his hands a working because his brain's a collapsing. Um, so I got back Friday. Something interesting happened. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I think it was interesting, actually. I. And Dan, I don't think I told you this, right? I think we were going to talk about it. And then I no, said, save it for the. To, and then, yeah. 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 <laughs> So basically, I was in the UK for two months, uh, intended for a work trip, which because lockdown happened so soon after I landed, got postponed and then just got postponed forever. I wasn't sad to have gone. I actually love London. I it's my favorite city in the world. So I was more than grateful to be there. And I absolutely followed protocol. I was the only mask wearer in the entirety of the UK. So like, you know, just in case people are going to come for me, just know that I really was very careful. So the way that it works coming back and I never got it and I tested negative every other week I'd go get tested. It was always negative. So I really follow the rules. Okay. So in order to fly back, you have to get tested um, 72 hours before your flight within 72 hours, PCR test, which is the good one. And, um, and then you either have to quarantine for 14 days or, um, if you get tested four days after you land and you're negative, you're free, which I think is amazing. Right. Yeah, Great. that makes sense. So I'm going to go. I already have my appointment tomorrow at 420 to get tested. So we're going to smoke up and get tested. In the meantime, I land on the flight. I go to Global Entry, which, you know, to me is the closest I feel to celebrity. Like Global Entry to me is... Right. <sighs> I don't know how to put it. It's just, it's the it most, feels so good. it feels so fucking good. It really is like the first time American technology, like something in America is feels modern. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it feels. Like it almost always works. Um, well, so I crouch down, lower my mask to get photographed. I don't need to tell you, you know, my joke is that I look like fat now. I crouched <laughs> Not Carter, for the record. Uh, Crouched and lowered the mask. Snaps me. And um, I get a piece of paper. Usually it says, when did you land? Like, ask you questions here. A piece of paper gets spit out with my picture on it with a big old fat black X over it. What? I'm just like, that can't be what good. What does that mean? Wait, so I go to this little cop and I go, <laughs> me. And I was like, me. What happened to me? He was like, oh, you got to get, got to go in line. See the lady at 26. So I go stand by 26, this little lady, all uniformed officers is like behind her little glass, you know, customs or whatever they are. She takes my um, immigration control. Actually, she takes my thing and she's click, click, clicking. Okay. Why were you there? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, You've been double flagged. You need to go to the back office. What does that mean? You're asking me what it means. I literally have no clue. So I now am getting escorted by, I must say that the escorts were all hot. Like this little guy, I don't know what was going on with (laughs) him. He was tiny, very cute, masked takes me to this little back office where there's like 40 people all seated almost one on top of another, by the way. Okay. Are, are there to get like double scanned. So, uh, he takes my passport. I'm there. And then I see all the flight attendants from my flight, Connie, Susan, this French lady. I was like, Connie, I went over, (laughs) you know, the thing with me is people love me. Like the thing with me is, you know what? They respect the hell out of me and I can't, <laughs> Connie, she was German. She was so nice. She was like, oh, hello. Uh, on the flight, she was the one who brought me my wine and she was like, um, do you get the survey? Like, then uh, uh, tomorrow, when you get the survey from United? I went, yeah. I said, I'll say very nice things about you. I said that, you know, I'm so eager yeah. to please. I was like, anything you want. She goes, uh, will you please mention that all the red vines they sent us came frozen? And they can barely. <laughs> She was like, and I said, really, you want me to say, because I don't care. I said, I don't mind. I'll drink ice yeah, cold sure. fucking wine, whatever. She yeah. was like, it's the only way they will listen. You have to put in a note that the red wine came frozen. Um, side note, don't know what made me think of this. Did you see the pictures of Liam Neeson pissing himself? I sent those to you. That's right. 
By the way, Dan, <laughs> that reminds me of years ago in the 70s, my mom ran into a woman in the street who went, the woman goes, oh my God, did you hear like Brian died? And my mom went, you know him through me. Like she got so mad. I'm like, the guy's dead. Anyway, that's right. You did send this to me. Those pictures are forever burned in my brain. What do you think it is drinking? It's got to be alcoholism. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, because he was always like coming out late at night. He had to be stumbling out of a bar. Right? It's such an Irish um, stereotype to be like tall with a big dick and then constantly pissing yourself. Like just having dark khaki stains. Yeah. Cro- crude? Maybe. I'm like, yeah, I'm like into it. It's fine. No, it's great. <laughs> you know what? You know how I feel about him. You want to say it with me? I respect, respect the, the hell hell out of him. So long story short, I'm there with Connie and they were talking about how they get drug tested all the time. I actually had a great time watching. You know, it was fun seeing everybody slowly walk in just so miserable. Like I, you know that I love people watching so much. Like it's my number one sport. And so even though I probably got the virus in this room and by the way, they were like, oh, sit over there. And I was like, how fucking no. I stood in the corner away from everyone because I was like, I'm not going to sit on top of these people that are all international travelers, including myself, you know. right. So stupid. So anyway, um, this guy uh, comes out. My my cop came out and he was like, you Michelle Collins? I was like, yes, officer. He goes, um, and why were you there? And I explained to him everything. He goes, all right, I'll be right back. He like left again. I was like, mm, I hope I'm not. Like, it's scary. Yeah, Dealing with yeah. the police is scary. And especially now when like, you know, all this shit is happening. Maybe five years ago, my privilege would have blinded me. But now I'm like, now I'm like, you just never, yeah, you never don't know fuck what's with happen. me, fellas. You know, now I'm like, yeah, right. I will protest yeah. again. So um, then he walked out and he was like, you clear to go, ma'am. And he went, really? I go, why did I get flagged? He goes, you know, there are a lot of Michelle Collins is out there. I bet someone had like, and I was like, okay. <laughs> That's what he said. What? He was like, yeah, there are a lot of people with your name. I was like, all right. So, so they let so- me go. They let me go. I got my stuff. I got a call from the NYPD sheriff's office from a wow. woman named Jen. Shout out. She was so sweet. We became the best of friends. I was like out of my mind. Everybody in New York is so friendly. Coming from England where I realized people are just like, some of them are nice, actually. But it's different. Like New Yorkers really? are warm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. There's a warmth that they don't it's have like in England. It's like a connection. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, I just want to um, shout out my fellow New Yorkers. Anyway, came home. So Saturday, I'm braless. What else is new? You know, I've been home since I got in Friday. So it's Monday now. I have not left. Tomorrow I'm going to go get tested. But anyway, Saturday, I'm braless. I'm in a tunic, some old underwear, you know, no makeup. I Again, I'm fat nailing. And uh, <laughs> I hear a bang, bang, bang on my door. I'm like, oh, what the fuck kind of SS shit? Yeah, I put my robe on, <laughs> long boobs, my big naturals. Just hanging out. Uh-huh. Put my robe on. Full Mrs. Roper. True. Like full monster mode. Like King Kong 5. The new King Kong. Literally. Did you see my my nest cam footage? That was the latest release. So I go to the door and these two, like one kind of hot cop. I don't know. I'm all I'm all like horned up. Anyway, right. two cops are standing there and I'm like, can they <laughs> And um, I get a, uh, and they go, ma'am, yes, you know, did you travel internationally? La, la, la. I was like, <laughs> they hand me this, this packet. What is I'll, that? I'm going to read it to you in a minute. They hand me this packet and they go, you're not allowed to leave either in 14 days or four days. I'm like, you got it. Like, it's so stupid. Like, obviously I'm going to get tested. I'm like, you know, the only thing I could see why people wouldn't is if they can't afford to get the PCR test or if yeah. they're sick. I'll tell you yeah. this. If yeah. I had like a fever, then obviously I don't leave the house. Right. Right. But I really am following protocol. Cause what if I do have well, it? I mean, you never know. Like, yeah, God yeah, forbid. Yeah. 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 yeah anyway, I'm going to read this. I read this on my serious show. So forgive me if you're a double dipper, but I just need to get this out of the way. So Governor Cuomo, who I got to tell you something, I used to be quite hot on. Not as hot anymore. I don't know why. Yeah. He's fucking yeah. everything up somehow. Why is that? They're they're all fucking things up. You agree, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they like him and um, de Blasio just can't agree on anything. And it's more important to fight about shit. And can't, we haven't even brought up what happened last week. I actually don't even want to. <sighs> Um, Sully, Sully Sullenberger, this podcast. I, I wish Sully would. Is he alive? I don't know. I haven't seen. He's him living. Yet. Yeah, I've heard he's not okay. the nicest guy. Anyway, yeah. he can land a plane, though. I'll tell you that. So, and you want to know what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I'm having so much fun. Anyway, I also have such a huge lip sit that I had to cover my face with so much makeup to cover it. I mean, you I can, can see it a little. Hint of it. It's so big. Without makeup, it's like a big red circle. Okay. One, to obtain necessary medical care. These are the only uh, reasons you can leave your quarantine. Okay. To get okay. medical care, fine. Right. If you're a first responder or essential worker, I'm going to read number three last. Number four is to leave New York, meaning um, if you are, have like a connecting flight or something, then obviously you don't have to stay okay. to do that. Um, but if you come back to New York before the end of the 10-day period, then you have to. And then are you ready for this? If you're a member of a professional sports team or associated with such a team and traveled for a professional sports activity. So they're allowing athletes to come in here without quarantining so that they can play their fucking games. That pissed me off. Yeah. How does that work? You tell me. I mean, I assume they get tested, but that's why half of them are getting sick. I had no idea about that. That's that's really bizarre. I don't think anybody does. That's why I want to bring it up here. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm a journalist. People don't really... I dare I say people don't respect the hell out of me and they should. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm bringing. Not in that field. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Yeah. That's so serious thing. Um, anyway, so long story short, that was it. Um, but I'm very thrilled to be back. And by the way, our guest uh, this week is one of my favorite people, Bevy Smith. She's going to be with us in just a little bit. She's a riot and incredible and so exciting. But um, I mean, I guess that's pretty much it. Dan, did you have a nice New Year's? Do you have any resolutions you want to share with us before we go? Um, I don't have any New Year's resolutions. I did have a great New Year's. I'm thinking of buying property upstate. Oh, the property. Yeah. If anyone has any property upstate, reach out. Dan at Dan Acton. Any property brothers out there? If any um, proppy bros or sisses want to get in touch with me for a deal, reach out to me first (laughs) if it's a deal. And then I'll tell Dan. Dan, I think we should split a piece of property. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we should split it and... and, uh, Build two yeah. tiny. I think we should build two tiny houses. I was looking at two properties, and the 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 uh, at my address, I had two choices. It would either be on Gay Street, which is great, Go or on. Gun Club Road. No. <laughs> well, so that's a movie like, in the making. That's, that's the two types of. Yeah. That's like you've got the you've got mail of property purchasing. <laughs> be like, well, he was on Gay Street, and she was on Gun Club Road. <laughs> You can't live on Gun Club Road. I wouldn't feel safe. Listen, we got to go. Uh, we have Bevy Smith coming up. Dan Acton, you know I adore you. Follow Dan uh, on Instagram at Dan underscore Acton. Um, just search my followers or who I follow because he's right there. And uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram at Mishkal, I always tell people, tell people about this podcast. It's 2021. I'm a terrible networker, but I have to just put myself out there. So if you like this show, share it on Instagram, put it in your yeah. stories, tag us. Yeah. We'd love to see it, right, Dan? Absolutely. All right. Love you. Mwah. All right. Mwah. Bye. Bye, Dan. Let's bring in Bevy. I am, I've been waiting for this day now. It does feel to me forever. I'm just going to say it. The last time I spoke with uh, my lovely guest today, I want to say it was right when I started at Sirius, you came in like years ago. Yeah. Yes. Which is too long, I think. Too, too long. Tragedy. Uh, it is a tragedy, and we're here to discuss that tragedy at length. Um, but my, she's just, and she's one of the funniest, one of the most beautiful, and just talented beyond. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter and on Instagram at Bevy Smith. But she has a new book out, which, again, the time is here. I, I so excited about this. It's called Bevelations: Lessons from a Mother, Auntie, Bestie. It is out. Uh, today, January 12th, which is so exciting. Yes. So you can go right now on Amazon or independent booksellers, order it immediately, pause this show, order it and come back right. and then you'll be happy right. about that. Um, I want to talk all about it. You also have your show on Serious Bevelations, which we looked, it's on every day, eight hours a day. What time is it live? <laughs> it's five o'clock. Five o'clock on yeah. a, on Radio Andy. On, on Radio Andy. Bevy Smith. You have so much. My intro is like 20 minutes. Hi, Bevy. Hi, my love. I love you, Michelle Collins. And I just have to say, I love seeing your adventures in the world. I love how glamorous you are. And I love that you have really come into yourself, honey, and that folks can't tell you nothing now, which is the way it should be. You know what? That coming from you really actually means the world because I've always looked to you as inspiration. I remember even when you came to Sirius that day, you are so confident in who you are and and the experiences that you've that have led you to be that person i want to talk about all of that today but coming from you really means the world thank you thank you oh my god look at your glowing how's your life let's talk about first of all 
2021, okay. Bevy Smith, star, talk to me. What's going on with you? Well, we're like 12 days in. Mm-hmm. I've already conquered two major birthdays. My mom's 93rd, um, which was on January 8th. And then my best friend's, which was on um, the 10th. So I've had a lot of outdoor dining in New York City in the wintertime. Okay. So that's been interesting. <laughs> the outdoor dining here in the wintertime has me a bit baffled because it technically is indoor. It's like tent dining. No, no, no. We, I don't me. go to the ones that have the tents. Okay. I go to a proper, it's all open facing. So I don't go to the ones that they have a little door that you can you go in and out of and it's all closed in. No, because that's like eating in a tool shed. Yeah. No. I, I, <laughs> I when you eat, put it that way, it sounds funny. Yeah, go on. Yeah, but I eat at the ones that like actually have the only um, the only protection you have from the elements is you have a roof. Yeah. And you have a side, but the whole entire front of the restaurant of the dining area is open, so there's open circulation of airflow. That's I, the ones I go to. I'm happy to be back because, you know, I was away for a couple of months. And yes. uh, London, the reason why I think the numbers are exploding are, number one, the people are dumber than us, which it, I never knew that until this yeah. trip. Yeah, they're hardcore. They refuse to wear masks. They're partying in the pubs. They're doing everything. They're like, this doesn't really exist. They're yeah. like, yeah. It's, it's like a, a nation of Q and honors, basically. They're just yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you say anything to them, which you know, of course, I did because I I call myself <laughs> the good Karen. You know, I fight. Right, I right, use my right. privilege for good. Um, right. They didn't love that, Bevy. Like I wasn't no. making friends. Yeah. No, they didn't love that. But also, it's like one of those things where, like, I'm literally not going to Atlanta because mm. I'm going to have something to say. So try not to put yourself in places where you're going to have to be That's any true. kind of Karen because. You know, these people are going to do what they want to do. And then we come off looking like the poison pills. Without a question. And I sort of didn't have a choice to go, but I absolutely agree. And I did. That's true. And I did. um, I will add, I recognize that, that I was in their land. So if I got it, I'm like, well, you're the dumb fuck who's here. So you can't blame them if you're in their dumb fuck land for what happens to you. So you're absolutely right. right. But, you know, I still have to say some shit. And that is why I get into problems, uh, Bevy. But that's also why you are a talk show host personified Mm. because you have an opinion and you're going to voice it. It's true. And I love to get myself into things. You know, I do. And then slowly just pull myself, extricate myself in <laughs> right, such a way. Exactly. And that's the story. So um, happy birthday to your lovely mom. How, how's your family doing? I know that you have had an extremely, um, really a traumatic uh, year. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. How's everyone yeah. doing and tell people about kind of what everybody's you doing good. Um, my dad passed away from um, complications with COVID in April. And um, how old is he? He was 95. God bless, but still, um, that's Yes, God bless. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like um, my sister pointed out to me, you know, um, he was 95. He had led, led a really great life. His, his, the last year of his life, we had really spoiled him. We were taking him everywhere and doing all kinds of things with him and everything. So, you know, yes, we miss him. Mm. Um, my, my thing is like, you know, we didn't see him for a whole, the last month of his life because he was in a, a rehab nursing facility. Right. And so they closed us off. And so for that, you know, that he died on April 11th. I think they closed down everything March 11th. Hmm. So we weren't with him for the last month of his life, which was really tough. But, you know, um, he know he knew that we loved him. I know that much because we were there every single day to see our papa. So. Yeah, of course. I mean, from everything that I've been hearing, just from so many people who have lost loved ones, especially elderly ones. I know that they had systems in place with like iPads, like, you know, they tried to connect people digitally, but it's just not the same. I mean, you know, just to be able to hold the hand of the person that you love and who raised you. I mean, um, the level of trauma, I think that has just happened this past year for now, relatives of almost 400,000 people in this country alone cannot be uh, emphasized enough, really. And it does seem like we're forgetting that a bit, you know? Yeah. And I also think that people have to understand that we're also, we haven't processed that yet. And I don't know when we as a country will process it because we're still in the middle of it. So it's very hard to process something if you're still fighting the fight, the battle, you know? 
And so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out years on down the line. But one with, um, you know, people who survived it, like I survived it, you know, I, I have no complications, no lingering effects. Thank God. Yeah. Um, so it seems, but who knows, you know, when did you so have it? I was, I was like an early, early <gasps> adapter. I got really? it like, <laughs> <Bevy. laughs> I was so, I was so on trend. I set the trend. I got it like maybe March 11th, March 12th. Okay. So hold on a second, because you know that I'm convinced that I had it via your boss, Andy Cohen. Uh, although it's not unfair of me to point a finger at Andy. It's possible that Andy, me, John Hill, all of us got it the same night because we were all at that performance at John's show. And I'll be honest with you, Bevy. Are if you I, serious? Yes. March 11th. We were, that was a Wednesday. We were at wow. Feinstein's 54 Below. Yes. And I mean, I and remember. It's below, which isn't good. Not, no ventilation. Oh, we were below. I mean, I remember seeing Andy Cohen's droplets like entering my mouth with bindles, <laughs> like they were parking themselves, you know, in my lungs. And then, of course, a couple of days later, both John and Andy tested positive and I couldn't get a test. Like I kept calling. I don't know if you had that experience, too, but yeah. I called the Department I had to pull of Health. some strings. Did you? See, I wish I had strings. Yeah. Where do I find strings? You have strings, Michelle. You just don't use them. No, I don't have don't strings. Use... Well, baby, you do. Okay? So to we're not going to get into that whole thing. Yes, of course. You have the strings. I didn't want to reach out to Andy, obviously. I don't know. I didn't. I need, I need better strings. How do no, people, had, how do our listeners how, get better strings? You're good at that. <laughs> well, I mean, you have strings because you have a media outlet. So there are a million people that listen to you that are um, medical professionals. That's true. And you could have simply put out an SOS and someone would have contacted you in your DM and said, listen, I have a private practice in blah, blah, blah. Mm. If you can make your way over here, I'll give you a test. That's literally what I did. See, it's funny because I think that I did bring up on the show. I did not feel, and I don't know if you had or how you felt. Did you have fever? Like, did you get all the classic symptoms? No, I got, I got this again, an early adapter because when um, I got sick, um, it was all about the fever. Yeah. But I was one of the early adapters who got the diarrhea. Wow. So I was very on trend. Um, also, <laughs> what else did I get? <laughs> I, I, was, I was like ahead of the curve. What else did I get? Um, and, um, oh, I was one of the first people to get the um, no taste, no smell. Oh. Thank God it only lasted two days. Can I tell you something? You had my dream Corona. I've always said if I'm because I'll tell you what, I, what happened to me and why I think I had it. But I've said if I had to have it, I don't want the coughing version. I want the stop eating diarrhea, your brains out version, because I want to look hot post covid. I know that's svelte. Svelte. Yes. You want to be svelte. I don't mind a bout of diarrhea. Is that OK to say? Yeah. Are we leaving the sin? No, I think we I should. Think we can say that. I think we're living in our truth and I think it's fine. I'm sorry that you had it though. And I, the non-tasting thing, that's how whenever I think I do have it, I immediately eat an olive. Cause I'm like, if I can taste this olive, I know that I'm safe. You know, I just had body chills and I had fever for a day, but mm -hmm. I tell everybody that it felt like my body was plugged into an electrical socket. Like I felt wow. a buzz that I've mm -hmm. never experienced before in my life. And I'm convinced that it was some sort of I think it was my body fighting it off is what I think happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You yeah, know, I was, I was actually sick for 10 days. Um, but I did my show the entire time. Wow. Because I home. needed to do my show mm. because I was alone and doing the show gave me a sense of normalcy and it also connected me with the outside world. And so it was very helpful for me mentally to do it. But towards the end, I wasn't able to, um, to uh, talk for long periods of time. So I had my producer, Andrea, actually um, start booking us two guests on every show. Four would be like one guest. And we started booking two guests because I could not speak for long periods of time. So it would be like, child, let me rest my voice and let me rest my nerves. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, what, that's I, my, how we did I would that. just be like, so tell me about yourself and then sit back. Because, you know, you yeah, say to an right. actor, you're there for like 45 minutes, basically. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The interviewing over Zoom or, I, you know, for Sirius, I do it via phone because it's so early that I look like, you know, a, I don't even right. know. I'm trying like Val Kilmer. Like, I just don't look great. <laughs> right. But, you know, I have a liner on for you. And you're, you're very glamorous, Bevy. So I really got to look oh. together for you today. But yeah, I don't love the Zoom interviews. It's it really I think for what we do for a living, this has really affected kind of the art of 
the talk show because yeah. there's a delay. People can't feel your charm in the same way that they would in person. Mm-hmm. I think especially yep. for people, for you especially, because you're so warm and engaging that um, have you found it difficult to kind of keep up like the same energy over the phone? Um, yeah. And I don't even do Zoom at Bevelations. What do you, how do you do? do just phone calls? Just just phone calls. Because it's 11 a.m. Yeah. I don't want to get gussied up. Well, you know, just I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it is a little, <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. So it is a little difficult. Um, I've gotten used to it though, but I'll mm. be happy when we can actually go back in, but I don't know when I'll feel comfortable going back into a fishbowl that's hermetically sealed. Can you imagine? I don't think it's going to be until if we're lucky in the fall. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah, no, and certainly. Yeah. I was thinking yeah. more like 2022, but yeah. Um, I better, I, you know, I just feel like God has truly punished me because I really look good right now and like no one can see me. It's really funny. Right. It's ironic <laughs> that like finally I got my shit together and genuinely my super is like one of the few people who knows. And that just hurts. It Beth. does hurt. But I will tell you, why don't you just go on the computer and let the people see you? Well, I'm here on the show. It's too early. I genuinely, if I put a bra on in the morning, you, the <laughs> listeners know, you know, they, they DM, they go bra today. I go, yes. <laughs> they know because I'm like perky. Thank you when for I have noticing. It. Yeah. <laughs> No, but you should, um, I'm saying, why don't you go live? Why don't you go outside and, yeah. and talk to the people and like, yeah, let the people see how good you look. I know you're right. Don't I, waste it. I'm weird about like lives and things like that. I get a little, I don't know. Why I'm, you, I'm private sometimes, like even with like cameos, I don't know for sometimes I'm just like not in the mood to do them. Cause it takes <laughs> a lot of energy out of me to do it. And yeah. I just, mm-hmm. I'm an asshole is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> right. You're like, eh. No, I know you wanted me to say happy birthday to your cousin, but eh, I don't feel like it. (laughs) And it's like free money they're handing me. And I'm like, I don't know, like money doesn't motivate me. I'm motivated by just like energies, you know, like this man energy there. You and I share a love, a common love of we love to shop. And if I'm not mistaken, we love a bargain. Bevy Smith. (laughs) Am I right? I do. Who doesn't love a bargain? Have you found during pandemic, how has your online shopping been like oh, are no. you buying more or less i'm doing no online shop no you're kidding for what i mean where are we going talk to me teach me to be like you teach <laughs> well, me just, to be like where, you where are we going now i bought clothes for the you know for the launch um because i'm doing a lot of tv but otherwise forget about it what, what do i need clothes for i have a i have a huge 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 closet for filled with nice clothes I'm not buying anything new and certainly not shoes because, you know, where are you walking? Who's going to see them? That's right. Yeah. <sighs> this is why you have to read Bevelations, because every time I talk to you, I really mean it. You are like you don't call yourself a life coach, but no. I do feel like you have life coach tendencies and not in the bad way, you know, the annoying way in a way where it's like you could be a guru. You could teach women how to love themselves I mean, this is the book. Hold this it is up. the book. Bevelations. This is what the book is about. It's literally that. Thank you for saying it. Because it's, it's literally, the reason why the title is Bevelations Lessons from a Mother, Mother comes from the title, the honorific that was given to me by my former co-host on the Fashion Queens, mm. Derek J. and Miss Lawrence. And now all types of young black gay men call me mother when they mm. see me. I love it. I enjoy it. I enjoy being mother. Now, the auntie part comes from all the young women that have seen me on TV and think of me as their cool auntie or their rich auntie or their bougie auntie. And by young, I mean you have to be under the age of 40 to call me auntie. Okay. Thank you, by the way. Then we move into... (laughs) Just made it. It's really under 35. (laughs) It's really under 30. Well, you know what? We were so close. Okay, <laughs> we go on. So go close. on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then the bestie part. Now, here comes the bestie. Or you could be a little sister. The bestie part comes from women that are grown-ups. Mm-hmm. You know, you're grown. You're over 35. You've lived a little. You've maybe had a couple of, as I like to call, fucks and fumbles. Mm. And now we can, me and you, we can sit down over a meal, over a cocktail. We can take a trip together. That's what I get from people that watch me over the years on TV that are 
in my age group or close enough to it. And they feel like I'm their best friend in their head to, to use a trope. To use and, the, the, the Wendy trope, which I get yeah. that all the time. People are always like, yeah. you're the best friend in my head. I'm yes, like, get, exactly. it check, get it checked out. We don't know each other. <laughs> right, you know? Exactly, I love exactly. it. It's yeah. a blessing. But are you yes. okay? That's what I like yes, to say. Yes, are you okay? <laughs> and so that's what happened. So I wrote yeah. down all the lessons that I've learned hmm. over the years about how, to cha- how I changed my life and how I manifested all of these things hmm. that I wanted. When I was 38 years old and I decided to quit Rolling Stone magazine, to pursue a, a life as a media personality. And it actually worked. I want to talk to you Shock. in depth about all of this. And I think we should do it on part two because okay. I, I, we're not gonna have enough time. And I have so many questions about just your incredible life story. Um, and why I'm 39. That's the first question. Why am I 39? <laughs> we'll talk about it. And then part two. Um, but listen, you have a couple days now to get ahead of us. Go buy Bevy's book. Amazon can have it to you in two hours. Bevelations, lessons from a mother, auntie, bestie. Um, it's out today. You have no excuse. Bevy Smith is genuinely one of the most enlightening, phenomenal, brilliant women I know. I've just always adored you so much. It's really true. Follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Bevy Smith. Listen to her on Sirius XM Radio Andy, uh, 5 p.m. every day. And uh, we'll be back part two. We're going to talk. Bevy, I want to like hear about you. I want to talk to you. We'll see you Thursday. All right. See you Thursday. (laughs) Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, Go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.